Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Hold. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Today on the show, we are talking with Amanda Love about fibromyalgia, which is a topic we haven't covered on the podcast before. Amanda is a registered holistic nutritionist, and she teaches women how to cook simple but delicious allergy-friendly healthy meals, which you know I love, and to integrate a holistic approach through mind, body, spirit. So we're going to talk through some of Amanda's symptoms with fibromyalgia, some treatments that she has tried, some that both didn't work, and the things that work best for her. I hope that you enjoy this episode, and let's go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the show, Amanda. I am so, so excited to talk to you today. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So first, could you just introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, so my name is Amanda Love. I'm a registered holistic nutritionist, but my backstory is that I was born six weeks early and I was just sick all the time with sinus infections, sore throats, you name it. And the doctors just said, well, you look normal. Your blood work looks normal. Everything looks normal. And then so many people get this. You look completely normal. But then why was I sick? for 10 days at a time and I would be sick and I would be down for the count. Like it wasn't a little sickness. It was really a sickness. And my parents divorced when I was six. Dad remarried when I was eight. And I tell people, okay, now looking back, I could see that there was some trauma. Right. And there where my dad actually married her and stuff like that. But he was dating her when she was actually pregnant with her second and she was going through a divorce. Wow. And they don't ask you those questions as a child of like, okay, what trauma issues are you dealing with? They just put you right on the medications. And I actually didn't end up being on any medications, but I just felt like, okay, I'm sick all the time and this isn't normal. And my sister, two years younger, exactly two years younger in a day, she wasn't sick. And so why was I sick all the time? Why did I have to miss out on school stuff and just being healthy? And then you add on hormones and stuff like that. So I really didn't have that much time each month that I was feeling that great. Wow. Yeah. That's so hard. My daughter was born 10 weeks early. So I really sympathize with your story. Have you learned anything through the years of what specifically about being premature do you think really affected you and your health? That's a good question. I honestly, that would be something I would 
now that you talk about it, I haven't really thought about it. It is something I would want to look into because I'm sure there's something that plays a part being mm. born early. My grandmother told me recently, she said, oh, did you know that you actually stopped breathing? Like you came home with like a breathing machine and she's like, and I had to do CPR with, and she had been a nurse and she's like, I had never had done that on a baby food for but I guess your parents were out of the house and they really liked the machine and everything. And so she told me that story. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's crazy how much develops. Like when Ella was born at 30 weeks, yeah. they're telling us like the lungs develop so she could have asthma and the eyes developed these last 10 weeks so she could have glasses and all these different things. But one yeah. of the things I've thought about with Ella is when your baby is born. So as the mom of a baby, of a premature baby, what they tell yeah. you is your baby could have had an infection that then your body expels the baby thinking if I get rid of this baby, then like your body essentially chooses you over the baby. And so they just anaphylactically give antibiotics to all premature babies, at least when Ella was born. And so she comes into the world and immediately is given antibiotics. So yeah. I feel like that has to play a part in gut I health. Like it, I feel like it probably unity. does. Right. And like, that's actually something I would want to look into because when I was taking my registered holistic nutrition, they talked a little bit. There was this book and I think it was healthy baby, healthy child or something. I would have to go back, but it's been a couple of years since I read it, but they said, and I can't remember what decade, but just the difference between stuff that they give now kids to back then. It's like, oh, crazy. it's crazy. It's so crazy. Well, I know that your health journey continued when you were diagnosed with fibromyalgia in 2010. So can you tell us a little bit about how you discovered you had fibromyalgia and that story? Yeah. So out of high school, I completed a personal training program. And like two weeks later, I turned 20 years old at that time. Mm -hmm. And I would go to the gym and I would start crashing. Like I would take mm -hmm. hour, two hour naps. I was just so exhausted and this wasn't normal and I wasn't doing that before and brain fog. And I was just like, what is going on? And 10 months later, they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia and that was in October of 2010. So it's coming up on 12 years. Oh my goodness. That's so crazy. So I want to tell our audience in case they don't know that fibromyalgia is a disorder that's characterized by widespread musculoskeletal pain accompanied by fatigue, sleep, memory, and mood issues. So researchers believe that fibromyalgia amplifies painful sensations by affecting the way your brain and spinal cord processes painful and non-painful signals. So that's from the Mayo Clinic. So I'm curious for you because I do have friends with fibromyalgia and I know it can manifest really differently in different people. So back in 2010, all the way to now, what are some of the symptoms that you experience that you attribute to fibromyalgia? I attribute, I think, I feel like food sensitivities play a part too and right. stuff like that. So I don't know. If I attribute it all like the pain and stuff also, but I also attribute it to 
the food sensitivities. I had pain. I had fatigue. I had extreme pain. Like I couldn't even take a shower. That was because uh, the water hitting me would be so bad. I couldn't like I didn't go out of the house because it's just too much energy. Mm-hmm. Wearing a bra as a woman, that's not something I did for like a year or a year and a mm-hmm. half. Like just that type of thing. Getting hugs, I think, was also the thing too, where I was like, really? And so for me, fatigue, sleep issues, pain, headaches is something that people with fibromyalgia deal with. I tell people, okay, I had food sensitivities. So I had a very high sensitivity. Yeah. I found this out 2011. My grandmother went to a wellness chiropractor, said to her, your granddaughter is 20 and she has fibromyalgia. She's been sick for a very long time. And that's where my grandmother's like, oh, he gets it. I found out I had high sensitivity to gluten, soy sensitivity, dairy sensitivity, and egg sensitivity. So that contributes to your health journey, whatever. It doesn't have to be fibromyalgia. Right. And I think that's the thing too. I think a lot of times with our health, we think, oh, it's just the gluten. But remember, one little molecule of gluten can stay in your body for up to weeks, up to months. So you can't cheat. Mm -hmm. And what are you doing besides the gluten? Maybe you have dairy issues. Maybe you have soy issues. Maybe you have egg issues. But you also might get through all of those get, or get rid of those or any other foods that you're sensitive to, but are you actually dealing with other stuff in your life? What is your sleep like? What is mm-hmm. your supplements like? Relationships. That's yeah. a big one. Trauma. I think trauma plays a big part too. Yeah, totally agreed. I'm a big believer that a lot of things start in the gut. And I've dealt with food sensitivities as well. Healing, man, I have been healing my gut. I, I totally sympathize with you. I had gut issues as a child, missed a ton of school because of it. Felt really out of control because I we didn't understand the connection between what you eat and how you feel, which boggles my mind to this day. Like, how do we not make that connection? And so I think I've been healing my gut essentially my whole life, hopefully getting to the end of it recently. And when you have leaky gut, a lot of other things can come from that. And that's an interesting connection that you're making between like, I have all these food sensitivities. I also have fibromyalgia. So I want to know what are some treatments? This is a funny question that I've never asked, but I want to know what treatments didn't work for you. Like, what are you like? I tried this thing. It was crazy. It didn't work. And I also want to know what are some things that have helped you the most? So I, and I tell this to people also, because I talk to a lot of people with fibromyalgia is a lot of things that didn't work was them telling me you have to do pain drugs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I took Cymbalta, which actually look it up. People can look it up on drugs.com. But, and I feel like people need to know why they're taking medication. Right. Of course. 
but we don't, we don't, we just say, oh, the doctor knows what's best, right? We know our bodies. And so for it, for me, I was just like, okay, I only stayed on it for a couple of days. But when I went to the rheumatology place, I went out of the room and I knew they were saying something they don't want to say to my face. So I asked my grandma and they're like, they probably think you're depressed. Well, of course I'm depressed. I'm 20 years old. Right. And I couldn't hang out with my sister and her boyfriend at the time. And now she's been married to him for like seven years and they've been together for like 12 years and they have two kids. I couldn't hang out with them. I couldn't do things with them. Of course you're depressed. Right. You can't hang out with people. One of the other things they mentioned, which is I it's interesting because I think about it now and it's sort of funny, was physical therapy. I think to me it's funny because 10 months before, like I completed that personal training program and I was fine. Like I was sick all the time, but I was fine. I wasn't in pain. And I did swimming, I did weights. And I think they think that's supposed to help with fatigue and all of that. Yeah. But it didn't. And I would come out crying because I was in just so much pain. Mm. And one of the other things was pain management. And pain management was three treatments. I only did two, but it was just wearing a hospital gown. And they would stick this huge shot into all the trigger points, your neck, your back, your shoulders, and you... 14 of the 18. And so your blood sugar would crash and you have to have juice and cookies to raise it back up. And so for me, that was the most excruciating thing I've ever done pain wise. Wait, what is the point? I don't, I wish I knew because that's the thing. I think it was to help with the pain and stuff like that. See, my yeah, that does not like, sound I, fun. I just went along with everything because my grandmother yes. was doing it and finding the answers. So I wasn't like in the mental space to actually. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that's super hard with fibromyalgia. It's like you have absolutely no energy. So you're yeah. not like staying up late researching stuff on your own. You're probably sleeping to get rid of the pain and you're yeah. in so much pain. So I can understand how it would be really hard to take agency, to do the research and figure things out for yourself because you're in so much pain. So that makes sense. Well, in these 12 years of having fibromyalgia, what do you feel like has worked best with you to manage your pain and your symptoms? I would say getting off of those foods and doing an elimination diet was right. a big thing. And I also say, I feel, I feel like it also takes time. Mm. And I think that's the thing people who are going to say, well, maybe it's like supplements or whatever. But I think it just takes time. If your body's been sick for 20 something years, mm. 30 something years, it just might take time for your body. Of course, you want to feed your body the right foods, right? You want to eat right. You want to work on your Sleep, I tell people sleep such a big thing. So getting deep restful REM sleep, but what is your relationships like and stuff like that. But I think also the biggest thing is as soon as you can work on the trauma issues. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was something I had to do this year. 
Yeah. And when you tell people work on your trauma issues, what types of therapies do you suggest? I assume you mean with a professional or what did you do? So with the trauma issues, I think it just depends on what you need. My church does these like freedom prayer things and you go and there's only three other people in the room with you and they actually talk you through stuff. So they'll say, what is a memory that's coming up? Yes. And I was like, as soon as the memory came up, I just started crying. Right. Oh, I've done this too. It's so transformational. I was like, what? This is a memory that's like 20 years old. I'm like probably like 10 years old. And Mm. I had to forgive my dad. I had to forgive my stepmom. Okay. Can you speak a blessing about what they're about them and stuff? And some people, it's easier than others to do that. But I did that with my mom. I did that with my sister. I did my, I'm like, why is this memory coming up? And they're like, oh, can you see yourself in that memory? Can you mm-hmm. see what's going on and stuff like that? Now, can you actually forgive that person? My stepmom, my stepdad. Oh, yeah. And my dad. But some memories, it was interesting because I felt like, okay, those were just a couple of years ago, but then like 20 years ago was the most raw. So I want to ask you about sleep because we've brought it up a few times. I'm sure that when you're in pain and things that touch your body are painful for you, it can be tough to fall asleep. So are there any kinds of things that you do to promote healthy sleep habits? So I promote get darkening current so you don't have that light shining bright in. I also recommend, so the blue sunglass, like that block out the blue light is really something I feel like people don't do and stuff like that. And a good supplement is 5-HTP, which mm. most people with fibromyalgia, their serotonin levels aren't right. Right. So that helps with falling asleep and staying asleep. Cause I think a lot of times with sleep, it's just adding small little tweaks and stuff. Yeah. Like that. And also realizing, okay, do you have like a bedtime routine where you dewind? Are you actually relaxing mm-hmm. and stuff like that? And I struggle with it too, because I'm sort of a person where a certain time I wake up more, I'm mm-hmm. more of a wake up at like, 10 o'clock and I'm like, this is not great, but yeah. So for me, it's like, okay, I got to, can you journal? You could journal, do some journaling. What could you do? Read a book, take a relaxing bath, but making sure you get the blue like glasses because that's really important. And so I think people need to start small, right? Mm, Like one thing at a time. I think that's the thing, one thing at a time, right? Yeah. Maybe you're not working. What are you working on in the big picture in your life right now? Maybe it's just sleep. Okay. Work on sleep for a few months. Get that down and then work on the next thing. Mm. Yeah, that's good advice. I appreciate it. So I'm going to ask you our final question. So at the end of your life, when you're looking back, what will a successful life look like to you? 
how did I help as many people as possible get out of fatigue, pain, sleep? How did I teach women that it's good to feel better? You want to live a life for your kids, your whatever it is. I have two nieces Mm. and I have a three-year-old niece and a almost six-month-old niece. And I didn't know they were going to be in my life 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. So if I hadn't gotten better, then I wouldn't have been able to go visit them three months ago and play with them and hold them and just be the aunt that I need to be for them and for myself. So what is your big why for getting better? And you're going to find the answers. Yeah. That's so good. I feel like you got to keep that why so close to you when you're in a healing journey. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Amanda. Where can people connect with you? Yeah, so they can connect with me. It's my email is amandaleeslove at gmail.com. And I have a free Facebook group called Physical Emotional Health Secrets. And I have a podcast that's been going for over three years. Wow. And that has 140 episodes. So that's Physical Emotional Health Secrets. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. If you personally struggle with fibromyalgia, I hope that this episode was special and helpful for you. I hope you learned some things that you can prioritize in your life to help you feel better because that's the goal. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you next week. 